0: Communities across the nation are facing countless challenges as either direct or indirect results of the coronavirus the nonprofit organizations that directly help people in need are still tirelessly working to continue to support their communities, despite being resource-strapped while their services are even more in demand. Jan Langbein, CEO of the Genesis Women's Shelter and Support in Dallas, is a passionate advocate for women and details how even more dangerous the situation is now for those living in an abusive home. But she also reminds us that the community is pulling together to support each other.
1: I promise you we are just seeing the very, very best of people Uh, generosity and kindness, even people just calling and saying, I've been thinking about you, um, you know, how are things at Genesis?
0: We'll talk to Jan about how the coronavirus is affecting her nonprofit, as well as different ways to help out our neighbors and communities, either financially or just by reaching out. I'm Andrew Kaufman, and this is The Strategist, presented by the George W. Bush Presidential Center. Welcome back to Jan Langbein, the CEO of Genesis Women's Shelter and Support in Dallas. Uh, We had Jan on about a year ago at our Forum on Leadership, where she received the Trailblazer Citation for her work in the Dallas community. And given everything that's going on right now, we thought it would be a perfect time to bring her back and and talk about how the COVID-19 situation is affecting the community from her perspective. So Jan, thanks again for, for joining us again.
1: Andrew, I'm super pleased to be here today. Thank you very much for having me back.
0: And you're our first ever return guest, actually. Ah. You're the the first one to to make a a second appearance.
1: Well, I think I said last time you didn't give me enough time. I had to share the microphone with some other folks that day. And we just have a lot to talk about. So thank you for having me back.
0: That was actually one of my favorite moments that we've had so far on where we were we were getting ready to wrap the interview. We were recording at our forum on leadership. So it was it was noisy. It was hectic. You had a you're a popular lady and everybody kept coming by to say hi. So we were we were starting to wrap up saying, you know, Jan, thanks for coming by. You're like, no, no, no. We, I want to keep going. Keep keep going. Keep asking questions. <laughs> well, I
1: mean it. And we and, and we even have more to talk about today. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, we do. So let's jump in. Genesis Shelter and Support is, is a really important organization in the Dallas community that's helping women that are in abusive situations. Can you start by telling us more about Genesis in case folks missed you the first time you were on?
1: Right, right. For 40 years, uh, Genesis Women's Shelter and Support has been providing safety, shelter, counseling information, a real continuum of care for women and children who are victims of domestic violence. We know that domestic violence knows no boundaries. We know that it happens in poor families and wealthy families in all parts of our community, all all, all parts across our country. Um, And to be real honest, it happens at pandemic proportions. It is one out of every three women you pass will know domestic violence. So 40 years ago, Genesis started with a shelter thinking that was the only only needs uh if we can get a safe room and safe maybe a protective order maybe a new job but we know that that's not enough the trauma that comes with this the lack of resources that come with these uh types of issues have really made us reach and grow over those 40 years to be able to provide non-residential services for those women who either haven't gotten out or they've gotten out and they have other residential uh, uh resources um we have a uh, child care on site. Mom can't go get a job if she doesn't have someplace safe for those children. We have put school on site over the years. We also know that if um, when abusive partners can no longer hit her or hurt her, often he will use the legal justice system, the court system, to hurt her in a way that hurts even worse. He will go in with a suit and a tie and a, uh, say she's an unfit mother and try to get, to get those children away from her. And there's Nothing that will work quickly uh, to get a woman to return home than try to take away her children. Um, so we've, as we have looked over the years, what are the hurdles that can mean defeat, that can keep her from being successful in an abuse-free life? What Genesis has done has, has been to remove those obstacles, whether they are legal or financial or residential or spiritual or on and on and on and on uh, through, through services that, the, quite honestly, the community makes possible
0: well they're they're hugely important and and we and we know they must be because right now i understand capacity is just completely full for you guys is that is that right
1: yes it really is and i know everybody is worrying about work at home stay at home um but uh when someone is quarantined and i'm using air quotes here it's when somebody is quarantined with an abusive partner what it what can happen is it can really intensify the risk of domestic violence, the stay at home, the loss of job, the school closures. Um, when this is if when this is impacting the abuser, there there are triggers, the fear, the isolation, the manipulation that can actually uh, uh, grow, that can intensify it really the this time is creating greater risk for women in their own home. And not only are they less, able less inclined and less able because he's sitting right there by the phone um, inclined to get help we also see that options to hold accountable uh hold accountable the abusers have been lessened for example 911 calls all the call centers across the country are being inundated we also know that courts have gone dark and so even services that hold accountable perpetrators it's not just enough to keep sheltering victims we need to figure out a way to change the paradigm shift from why doesn't she get out to why does he do it? And I think Genesis, you know, our our main focus is to provide that response. But I think it's on the rest of the community to stand up and say we have zero tolerance for this. And particularly, particularly at a time when uh, women are in more danger staying in in their homes than going to work or getting out in the community. With the kids out of school, we know child abuse will take an uptick. Uh, School teachers are the number one source of reporting child abuse, and if kiddos aren't in school, certainly we worry about them being able to eat or having meals that they were getting from school, but we also know that if they are in an abusive home all day long, that often that goes unreported because uh, mom doesn't have the chance and the teachers don't see them. So there's so many more layers, Andrew, on top of um, the the fear of getting the virus. In In fact, I'm on the National Domestic Violence Hotline, where we have heard stories about abusers using the virus, the COVID-19, as a choice of weapon, making her go out in public, making her be out in a place where she could be exposed. Or um, uh, one of the calls talked about a, a woman who you know basically was told by the abuser that president trump says she has to wash her hands every 5 minutes and he did it with a, a this very rough lye soap mm-hmm. and her hands were just mm. bleeding oh, and wow. so to even imagine using covid-19 the coronavirus as a choice of weapon is un is just absolutely unexplainable it's unsatisfactory i can't even think of all the unwords that it is it's just abhorrent um, when everybody has this fear of the unknown. So, um, you know, it's, it's rough times. Our, our shelter is operating. The 24 hour hotline is operating uh, 24 hours a day. And our, um, our non-residential counseling has had to go to phone, uh, phone counseling, which is tough again, because, you know, perhaps victims don't have the privacy to make those calls. Um, our shelter is at full occupancy and because of Dallas County, uh, I know our Dallas County judge has just announced a um, an extension of the stay at home shelter in place. And instead of shelter in home, our clients are sheltering in shelter. So it's put a tremendous strain on our um, staff there who are putting themselves in harm's way as first responders. It's also putting a tremendous strain on um, the fact that many of our fundraising opportunities during the spring months here have had to be canceled or rescheduled or uh, our benefit thrift stores had to close. So yeah, we're facing a lot. Um, we're facing a lot as is everyone, as is everyone. But I, I hope that when people are standing out, banging pots and pans for the medical professionals, they'll remember um, those who, you know, without PPE are walking into potential um, areas of uh, spreading the virus.
0: Well, that brings us to one of the main things we wanted to talk about today. All of us at the Bush Center are really encouraging everybody that has capacity to donate to community assets like Genesis and the North Texas Food Bank. Many of us are are in really fortunate situations uh, where we have our jobs and we're, we're able to work from home. So our lives aren't completely turned just upside down. Um, so whether in Dallas, wherever you live, a lot of nonprofits that quietly make a huge impact on a lot of people every day are needed even more now that more people need help. So Jan, tell us, what what do y'all need? What's the best way for people to help Genesis?
1: Yeah, I mean, truthfully, and I think any nonprofit would say that right now, say the same thing right now, is go online and make a donation. We can take, you know, $5 to $500,000 and everything in between can, you know, our expenses are up and our opportunities for fundraising are down. Um, Also, another thing is because so many of our, clients, um, have lost their jobs that if, you know, they want, if people wanted to donate a gift card, whether that's for gas or, you know, Walmart or food or grocery stores or whatever, we will pass those through to clients who have fallen on harder times than perhaps you and I have fallen on. Mm -hmm. Um, we also have ways for people to, um, if they're not able to do a a large cash donation, if they will go on Amazon, we actually have a list, uh, a wish list of everything from Gloves and sanitizing um, um, products Mm -hmm. to crafts and supplies uh, for the kiddos who are also being sheltered in shelter. Um, We ask that people, if they want to do a drive, if they are still working or if they want to do a virtual drive, you know, toilet paper, paper towels, and as I say, cleaning supplies, uh, provide a meal. But a lot of people, Andrew, are, are interested in helping restaurants stay local restaurants stay afloat and we have had some great response with people saying i'm going to buy a meal from this restaurant and deliver it to genesis so it's it's two birds with one stone that that makes sense right yeah that's a great idea um and we are able to either drive through and pick up or a lot of the restaurants will deliver to us which is a great thing, but if somebody wanted to underwrite a meal, we can make the we can do the logistics of that. But on our website, um, and I encourage everybody to go to genesisshelter.org. And right as you pop onto that, there is a thing called there's a site called the Genesis Hub, and it talks about everything we need and you know what's open and what's closed and stay informed. We have some amazing blogs there. Uh, that have been written to safety plan if you're trapped in a home that's violent. Um, And so um, I would actually encourage everyone to read those agency updates. In addition to, we have just as of yesterday, launched the Genesis Marketplace. And it's online um, shopping for folks. To be real honest, if you're staying home and you need some cozy t-shirts or cozy sweatshirts and you want to help us, uh, you can go online and buy a a Genesis uh, uh, shirt that has a message, you know, everyone deserves to feel safe in their own home or I'm a part of the solution or, you know, awareness raising everything from a coffee mug to a ball cap to a baby onesie with a Genesis logo. So that's also at GenesisShelter.org. um So there are lots of ways to be involved. Uh, we do imagine uh, that when um, it is safe to reach out and call and, and get out of an abusive house. I think I think it's going to be uh, very very busy. It's going to be a hard summer for us as well. So I just appreciate people keeping us in mind, not just today and tomorrow and next week, but ongoing. So actually, we also have this is this is fun. Uh, I just got off the phone with um, a foundation that is willing to match dollar for dollar up to $20,000 cash donations, as long as it's a new donor to Genesis. So if your listeners have never given a dollar or $5 or $10,000, I mean, $10 to um, Genesis, they could actually double their gift if they will give it in the next uh, couple of weeks um, as a new, as a new donor and are. Our foundation. This foundation um, will actually uh, double that for them. So we would we would love that kind of help. So there are different ways to to help and be involved, and we just hope everyone will roll up their sleeves and, and do something.
0: Yeah, that's what one of the things that we've seen during this this crisis is that it, is that it takes the whole community to get through it. For from like you yes. mentioned, restaurant supporting restaurants that are important to your neighborhood to supporting our doctors and nurses, and also to uh, supporting these. Nonprofits that that provide essential services to to people in our community. Right, right. So have you have you gotten to see any uh, some bright spots of the community rallying around yes. around the nonprofit community?
1: Yes, no, we definitely have, and 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 I'm glad you I'm glad you segued into this because Andrew, I do not want this to feel to your. Um, listeners, that this is hopeless. Um, that 24-hour hotline is being answered. When somebody just needs to know there's somebody else out there, mm-hmm. you can call our hotline and talk about how to safety plan, how to de-escalate a fight, how to how, where what will be the resources available when things open back up. So I want people to know they're not alone out there. That uh, the the shelter beds are tight, but there's always a counselor, somebody to mm-hmm. talk to, 24 hours a day. Um, we can do, uh, like I say, therapeutic calls. We can do advocacy calls. Um, so I don't want people to think it's it's doom and gloom. But I also want to want to be able to say thank you to those who are doing something, who are reaching out, foundations who are saying, "Here's extra COVID uh, nineteen money," or, you know, we're going to do a drive. Or I, I promise you, we are just seeing the very, very best of people, uh, generosity and kindness. Even people just calling and saying. I've been thinking about you, um, you know, how are things at Genesis kind of thing, just mm-hmm. like you all are doing. I think this helps make people stay connected, not feel so isolated. Um, and, and together, everyone says this, together, we're going to make it through this. So, and I do believe that.
0: It's true. And how are the folks in the shelter doing? Are they are they feeling, is there a community there that they're kind of helping each other through it? Or what's, what's it like in, inside the walls?
1: Yeah, it, it's, with every family for sure, but we're trying to do, th- everybody is fearful. I can tell you, staff, sure. everybody is fearful throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Am I going to get it? What happens if I do? What? Who will take care of my kiddos if I do get sick? And if, if I get sick, you know, you've heard all these horrible stories about no ventilators, no tests, and those kinds of things. So there, there's a, there's a, a level of anxiety. There's no doubt about it that you just, it's underlying everywhere. But we're trying to do things during the day, like every day there's, our children's department is doing an activity hour. My school, and and there's another one for the adults, my school is sending out doing virtual teaching with our kiddos. Somebody donated uh, laptops so that all our kids could actually keep up with their schoolwork from their apartment, even though school is just down the hall. We've suspended the the group activities. So we're doing special things and movie night, you know, anything we can do to just kind of keep people together. Now, some don't. Some, you know, some are in a place in their healing where they, they, they don't want to come together as a group but um, it, we're there for those who do for sure
0: hmm so what what advice would you give to, to someone that's that's listening and they're not quite sh- maybe they're maybe they're listening and they're not quite sure what to do maybe they know someone that is in a bad situation or they themselves yeah. are in a bad situation what's yeah, the best thing to do yeah
1: right I, I would suggest as to some, on our website there is a drop down, the org. There's a drop down that says how to help a friend. That's a very good resource as well as safety planning. So let's say you can't pick up the phone and call. Um, if you can walk with your next door neighbor around the block, tell a friend. Have a have a code with the Next door neighbor or the apartment um, you know across the alley that says if my porch light is on after 9 p.m. dial 911. Don't come over. Don't ask. Don't call. But you can start beginning to have uh, reaching out to those with whom you can reach out. Um, we find that some moms will take their kiddos to the park in the afternoon and make calls from there, or I'm going to run up to the grocery store um, to get his dinner and we can make calls from there. But I think the main thing is not to be isolated, to try to de-escalate any fights possible uh, during this time of high tension and high risk, uh, but to not hesitate to dial 911. You know, the, the response is slower, they, there are more police officers out, but, uh, we, at a time like this, when you can't turn to an NGO or you cannot turn to uh, the city of Dallas, or the city where they're from, we have to turn to our neighbors. Just like we're helping each other through the virus, our neighbors need to help us through this pandemic that, that, that where people are living year round.
0: Right. And what was important to, no- to note that we talked about this the first time you were on is that this isn't a this isn't a problem that's that's pervasive in only one socioeconomic sector. This is something that's happening in, in every neighborhood.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And if you have a doubt about it, I mean. You know, to be able to be that next door neighbor to say, are you okay? Or um, I I heard this podcast and it makes me think of you for some reason. Or, um, you know, is there anything I can do? Is there anybody I can call for you? So I think we don't wait until, the you know, a friend says I need help. I think we have to stand up. It's that see something, say something, Andrew. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't, I'm not going to hesitate as a, as a country. We don't hesitate if we see an abandoned suitcase. Well, this is the same thing. I think, you know, we can invite the person next door to go for a walk with us and uh, or, or, hey, ride up to the grocery store with me or, you know, whatever you can do. Uh, but, but don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to ask. The numbers are so great. If you think it, you're probably right.
0: Right, right. So one one of the things that we always we always ask our guests this, and, and you're such an integral part of the community that you're always hearing different things. So what, what are we not talking about enough that, that people are talking about and that you're coming across that we should all be talking about more?
1: Well, um, and I, I probably talked to you about this a year ago because I talk about it all the time. But um, right now, particularly with this coronavirus, we are hearing stories and seeing pictures of people lined up outside gun stores, purchasing guns and firearms and ammunition, uh, ready to protect themselves against the, what? I don't know. The looting, the virus, I don't know.
0: You'd have to have an incredible aim to shoot something as small as a virus. I don't think it works that way.
1: I think, yes. So it doesn't make any sense to me. But what we know is when there is a firearm in a home where there is domestic violence, then you layer on the loss of job, the stay at home. That ratchets up the potential for lethality by 500% we have to in this country come up with ways to enforce state and federal law to remove firearms uh, from domestic violence perpetrators the laws are already in place and it is very difficult in the state of texas we had um, on the uh, texas council on family violence legislative agenda uh, a, a suggestion on how to enforce those laws and yet it never could get out of committee. I think we have to stop worrying about my rights against whatever. My answer to that is and, and people ask me how do you protect, how do you suggest I protect myself if you won't let me buy a gun? I say how do you how do you think I can, you know, protect my family? And I'm like, I'm fine about guns. I really am. But just don't beat your wife in the first place. And we don't have this issue. Right. Let's take it back a notch. You can have a gun as long as you don't perpetrate domestic violence or other felonies that that are on the books. So I think it's an issue that um, I think we're going to see an uptick in homicides across the country. I really do uh, during and then shortly after this. Um, and so I think we cannot lose sight of this. I don't think, and I know there are stimulus packages. We are, we are absolutely late on reauthorizing the violence against women act. Um, but those are two issues. Nobody really wants to talk to me about right now. Uh, but I think we have to tuck that in the back of our minds that, um, when you ask, what am I seeing? We are seeing it being really difficult for this country to enforce laws that are already on the books regarding firearms. I don't know what we're afraid of, but we're afraid of something—not uh, getting reelected or something. Um, but that's no excuse. No excuse. I'm a firm believer of—you know—you ought to do your job instead of just trying to keep your job.
0: Right, and it's—it's it's one of those things where you—you you have your your rights as a citizen, and then as as you break the laws of the land, then those rights sometimes get diminished.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, yes, absolutely. Oh, there's one other thing that I would like to tell you about Please that we just rolled out too, Andrew. North Texas Giving Day yes. is a huge event in September. And uh, what they have done is sort of a, a giving spring event. On May 5th, um, people throughout the community will go on that website and make donations. And this is another way people can do. The community can come together that way. And if people want more information about that, they could go to um, North Texas Giving uh, May 5th. So that's that's another way people can help.
0: Yeah, the Communities Foundation of Texas is always doing a—does uh, a great job every year of doing this. They they distribute the money to a lot of really great yes. organizations that are both big and small that, that are doing great work in, in North Texas. And, uh, yeah, the, it's uh, NorthTexasGivingDay.org, I believe.
1: I think it is as well. And, and literally uh, donors can go down the list and say, oh, I like— animal shelters, and they'll, you know, you can kind of highlight what you want, read about what those are, but I applaud Communities Foundation. It's a huge undertaking in September. I absolutely applaud them to do this emergency uh, coronavirus funding when we all need it so desperately. So, um, I, I hope people will pay attention to
0: that. It's another good example of of our community rallying, and and you know here in Dallas we see it, and it's happening all across the country where where people are saying you know what what, what can we do? What can we do from whether you're an athlete yes. that's that's supporting other that's supporting the community or just each other that that are in a, that are fortunate enough to be in a position that we can that we can support uh, those that might be a little less fortunate right now.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Jan, you are a force of nature. It is always a, 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 <laughs> a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I'm excited that we got I, to run no, this No, I back. love
1: doing this, and of course, I am. Uh, I had the incredible opportunity to serve in President Bush's administration, and it was such an honor then. And I think we continue that legacy by being kind to each other and doing good in this in our communities. And so I am so pleased to have the opportunity to be back on on Strategist. If I even said that right? Yeah, you got it
0: exactly. Right Good. Uh, like yeah, I love being a
1: Strategist. <laughs> um, and so uh, yes, thank you for what you all do, and thank you for helping us get the information out there.
0: Well, you're very welcome. And one more time, uh, Genesis Women's Shelter and Support. It's a it's a great it's a great organization. You can learn more at what's the website again, Jan?
1: Yes, it's www.genesisshelter.org genesis shelter.org lots of good information there lots of ways to help
0: awesome dan thanks again for everything and we'll, we'll talk to you very soon
1: thank you andrew take Have care. a great day stay healthy
0: if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to help us spread the word about the strategist please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe we're available on apple podcasts spotify and all the major listening apps If you're tuning in on a smartphone, tap or swipe over the cover art. You'll find episode notes with helpful information and details you may have missed. The Strategist was produced by Ioana Pappas at the George W. Bush Institute in Dallas, Texas. Thank you for listening.